Now leve the poncho. Hello, you're listening to Unrelenting Episode 102. It's the podcast that takes about 100 episodes to grow on you. So you're right about where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's Gene. He's Evan Alok's bagel. I'm Darren. I'm not yes, ha- I am. having anything right now. I just yeah. got not really covered with Gatorade, but I just got a Uh-oh. Gatorade shower. Well, the wife went and picked up some groceries uh, a couple of days ago. And then she was like, well, mm-hmm. something's something's leaking here and i started doing something with like a gatorade bottle so i figured one of the mm-hmm. bottles maybe you know there was a pinhole or something to it mm-hmm. doing that over by the sink that's fine but so i go to grab a gatorade for the show so when i need to take my pills during the show i'll have it mm-hmm. and i pull the first gatorade out and i do like a shake and the next thing i know there's gatorade on me and i notice that the cap is like crooked and not on and i'm like did you fucking put a gatorade back wow. in the yeah would now, not, not when you say Gatorade, are you referring to the Gatorade Zero? No, those would be horrible. I mean, I know these things are no, they're awesome. You are you telling me you're drinking like basically sugar water Gatorade? Yes. Well, this That's was horrible be, for you. This well, yes, it is. But I only drink it when under the weather, and I had a bit of a stomach bug. On uh, it, it came on, and I'm guessing it maybe was a precursor monday when i had a migraine right before doing planet rage mm-hmm. to go to bed monday night wake up tuesday at like you're w- raging out too much yes woke up at like one in the morning the first time and my stomach was just a little off and i'm like wow mm-hmm. i feel a little bit nauseous and then 3 30 man i'm throwing up so much fun and then it was just you know a day of sleeping and he had this low grade fever, but I, I didn't need anything for a day. I'm like, how did Gene do this for 10, 12, whatever days you did it? Mm-hmm. And I was just pumping in the fluids. And part of that, I figured, well, when you're not eating any food, then maybe the sugar helps a little bit to sustain with a little. God, no, you, that's the last thing you want. It's probably horrible. Maybe that helped me sleep, though, for the whole day, because it was just it was like kind of like drink some Gatorade. And I went a whole day without caffeine, and then that makes me paranoid because oh I know. Oh, my God. Well, you can't do that. I know. But it's like I couldn't really keep anything down. So then I, the Dude, next you're day. You're doing literally the opposite. What you should have been doing is drinking black coffee. Probably, yeah. Not Gatorade full of sugar. When you eat nothing at all, the absorption rate of sugar is like, out of soft drinks yeah. is about two seconds <laughs> it's there i mean it literally the the minute it goes past your throat and hits your stomach it's in your bloodstream and all of it and then about 15 20 minutes later it's all gone gone and then you just fall like a rock that's why i was sleeping i was like damn tired uh-huh <laughs> then with no <laughs> caffeine and then it was wednesday i woke up was still feeling like crap and i'm it was probably mm. a combo platter of being a little bit dehydrated, having whatever this stomach mm-hmm. bug is, then having no food and then having no caffeine. So then Wednesday was kind of like trying to get back to somewhat normal. You got to keep an emergency lax bagel in the fridge at all times. Obviously, that would seem to be very wise. Mm-hmm. It's now the, we, omega, uh, the omega-3 fats coming from the, the salmon. Was this one delivered to your home or was it delivered to a neighbor's who had to bring it over? <laughs> it's the usual no. gene way. I made it myself. 
Wow. Using bagels that my New York guy sent. Do we got to get them from New York? It's where the water's. Yeah. The, it's about the only good thing coming out of New York now. Yeah. Well, and uh, I actually told you, I, I went to see my heart guy and um, as soon as I walk and he's from New York, by the way. So he's a, uh, he's a he Jewish doctor bagels. too. then. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Jewish doctor. He brought the bagels. And uh, I like this guy. So you just show up to a cardiologist appointment. And they're <laughs> like, well, you need some carbs, son. Here, have a bag of bagels. <laughs> exactly. He's getting himself and, some. Ba- this is like a dentist giving away extra candy when the kid's getting out of the chair. Be- before he even said a damn word about me or my heart, we spent about 20 minutes talking about guns. I like doctors and, like that. And how fun they are. <laughs> they are fun. <laughs> and how he bought his. His nine-year-old son, uh, like, snuck it past without telling his wife he bought him a Red Ryder BB gun. <laughs> wow, that takes you right. Did they just I watch know, that right? Christmas movie? Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. That was what was. Whoa, You're going to shoot your eye out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know how that goes. Yep. They don't want to do that with the BB gun. Don't want to do it at all. But, yeah. No. Guns are fun. That. You learn yeah, responsibility. So it, was, it, was, it was pretty funny. And, and my appointment was his last one before lunch. So we, we literally ended up sitting there quetching for like 45 minutes. <laughs> and usually a doctor's appointment lasts about, oh, I don't know, three to five minutes. Oh, yeah. That's what my this cardiologist would not, was. He would not shut up. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> like we have a kindred spirit uh, right here. No, he's no, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And um, I, I wanted to get another um, CAT scan done. So I told him, he said, yeah, I'll figure out a reason for it. We'll find out good. something. Yeah. Uh, you know i'll put just, down you have I, ball cancer here and then we'll see uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i people give me shit for having doctors that actually listen to what i tell them which i guess in this day and age is a rarity but that's usually how my doctors you know work with me it's like i figure out uh what based on the symptoms i do uh, my own analysis figure out what the appropriate treatment is then tell the doctor and then he writes a script that's how it should be he just confirms what you think you've got Mm-hmm. But I told you that's how our MD was, and the only reason he ever brought up the guns was we went in for a you know six month checkup, mm-hmm. and the wife and I both have the same doctor, so when it's nothing, no big deal. It's like we'll just go in both at the same time. It's even quicker that way. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a Sig Sauer T shirt, and he looked at that and he's like, "Oh, which one you got?" And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's like, "Oh well, I've got this, and I've got this, and I've got this," and it's like, "Okay, it's gun talk at the doctor's office." Exactly. Because mm-hmm. doctors know guns don't kill people. Psychotic yeah. people do. It's exactly what we talked about. It's like, there's no gun epidemic. There's a lack of mental institution epidemic. And if some crazy person who has that lack of a mental ability pulls out a gun, what do you mm-hmm. want your choices to be? Just stand yeah. there and get shot or be able to protect yourself? Exactly. That's never, I can never understand the people on the other side of this who cannot comprehend it's like well they believe there's some magical world where you'll be able to keep the guns out of the hands of the Mm -hmm. psychos and it's like well you do that and then talk to me about getting rid of my gun if you can go in and if you can go sweep the city of chicago and remove every gun from there's a sign on the side of the building that says gun free zone uh that's enough that's enough sure Mm -hmm. it's the insanity of believing that you can do things that are undoable. Mm-hmm. You're never 
going to keep people from wanting to commit crimes and what we're seeing now with the lack of prosecution and the drop in the overall number of police and everything is that when people realize the percentage that you're going to get away with the crime, it keeps growing higher and higher. The more crimes actually get committed and nobody Mm -hmm. wants to admit that either on the left, which is if you have a higher enforcement and people feel like they're going to get caught, even the people that would otherwise, Hey, I'd like to go rob this seven 11, but I don't want to do time. Yep. When you take away that punishment aspect of it or make it like, well, you know what? There's only like a 5% chance. The murders, in chicago right now i think mm-hmm. it's well under 50 percent solved rate well under i think in chicago you have a better chance of getting murdered than you do of having the police apprehend you if you did have you commit a murder yes mm-hmm. that would seem accurate way better yep. to be the murderer than the murderee mm-hmm. whether you have a bagel or not no i'm i'm almost done eating the bagel but okay. i just had to well, you're getting ready. Bagel. I have a long drive today. Yeah, you're going down to the border. I hear that you're going alone, though, now. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I'll meet, meet up with some folks down there. But um, the clan, the Texas clan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was hanging out with the Texas clan boys yesterday. Uh-huh. And um, they're a game clan, folks. They're not the clan yeah, you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, come on, people. I, I have a, a black friend that I do a podcast with even. Come on. How could I possibly be in the anything other than the gaming clan? If Gene were in that clan, he would look like Cartman in the outfit. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. That's oh, hilarious. yeah. And, and uh, CSB already told me that you did a mm. episode of Sir Gene Speaks with your black friend, mm-hmm. and you admitted that yes. you were born in Mother Russia during that episode. Correct. Which this, I think I admitted on every podcast I've ever done. This but, is heartbreaking. Yeah. No, this is heartbreaking news. We're breaking this here. Mm-hmm. This is an exclusive that is exposing the exclusive that you put on another show that you did like the, for the 40th time. <laughs> Very exclusive. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure that I even told CSB once directly when he asked me, he's like, well, where were you born? I was like, well, dude, I, in Russia, I wasn't born in the fucking U.S. That's pretty obvious. Like I was born in a hospital. Or were you? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it was in the middle of I a field. I think I was. I'm, well, yeah, no, it's out in the country, you know, picking, picking grain, the picking rye, and uh, just pooped right out of my mom. It'll happen. Uh, I was born in the hospital. See? Heartbreaking news right here on Unrelenting. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so, a, um, an intriguing show today. Yeah, and I, I think that, did you listen per chance that sir gene speaks episode i have not as of yet i mean i was puking okay. my guts out and then couldn't keep food I down mean, it's a perfect time to listen <laughs> but i don't know <laughs> the exact way you want to listen have to the sir same gene reaction speaks. Uh, regardless yeah 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 no i thought it was pretty good i i actually enjoyed the conversation a lot because it did not it, it wasn't a repeat of all the normal topics that like ben and i or you and i talk about is this your mo facts i mean i hear mo facts is winding down <laughs> now so is that you're going to try to uh, fill no, that no, no, space? No. I have a, I, I, you know, I never really got into uh, listening to Mo Facts. Um, Was this but, podcast uh, called Gene's One Black Friend? <laughs> Gene's One Black Friend, yes. That would be a great podcast title. Exactly. 
I have a plenty of black friends. Not all of them want to do podcasts, though. And not many of them want to admit that they're your friend. So it all works out. Well, fair, fair enough. I'm not sure this one would admit it either. But, <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was an interesting episode. And at, uh, at the end of it, because uh, we, I think it went over two hours, frankly. And uh, so we had to wrap up. And, and at the end, he says, oh, man, we didn't even get to talk about prepper stuff that I want to talk about. I'm like, okay. That'll be next episode. We'll we'll have to do another one then. Well, yeah, you are the prepper guy. Has he mm. seen your garage? Has anybody seen my garage? I don't know. I don't know how highly guarded this is. Yes, as as um, as CSB likes to say, it's classified. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to know what's in there. A lot of ponchos. <laughs> and boat shoes i don't know how they go together you're not you're not wrong <laughs> yes i have anchors i have probably 15 fishing rods in there he's got a boat but he's nowhere near the water i used to have a boat see <laughs> no longer have a boat and he had an alligator that he used to keep chained up on the boat named elvis yeah i wonder whatever happened to elvis Ah, the 80s mm-hmm a reference to an 80s tv show for all you youngsters out there called miami vice and i don't see my buddy uh, digi guru in the troll room mm-hmm. but i now i was going to do a very long-standing bit because it was brought up on this show and maybe mm-hmm. to a lesser amount on planet rage or grumpy old bands but everybody was like you gotta watch idiocracy man you gotta watch idiocracy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So while I was sick, mm-hmm. I popped it up, and okay. that is 75 fucking minutes of my life I'm never getting back. That was one of the Great worst movie. What are you talking that about? was one of the worst movies ever made. And it wasn't even like so bad that it was good. It was just bad. It was not bad. It was great. What are you talking about? It was so bad. <laughs> I'm coming after you, Digi Guru. That was not you're nuts, dude. I think you have to rewatch it when you're not sick because everybody knows it's an awesome movie. The opening sequence alone with Fuddruckers slowly becoming buttfuckers is perfect. I mean, that explains the movie in a nutshell. And I only mm-hmm. like the slapstick kind of humor when it's done well. Because I was thinking about that. What like, are you talking well- about? It's not a comedy. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm totally misunderstanding what it then. What did you watch? That's what I'd like to know, because it clearly wasn't this documentary movie. I mean, I'm not saying that the performances from uh, some of the actors and actresses That's literally the Costco that I'm a member of now. That's that's the one I go that's what to. It looks the like. The one huh? that's in the movie. It was shot right here. I mean, I can see Terry Crews as the president of the United States. That I can see. Terry Crews is currently running for the president of the United States. I don't know if you saw. No, I didn't. He would work. He is. Look it up. Google Terry Crews, president of the United States. The life art imitation, all of that. Oh, now Gigi Guru shows up. See, now he, he heard us talking about him mm-hmm. and this horrendous movie. And I mean, Maya Rudolph is funny, but couldn't you found a little bit better eye candy for that role? That would have been nice. I like Sarah Rue. Is that her name? That uh, she's also very funny, but uh, I don't like the overall dumbed down stuff. I like stuff with a little more of an edge. A little more of an edge. Yeah. The whole point of the movie is that the direction we're heading, that is the edge. That we're going, well, we're going over that edge. 
Uh-huh. But it was just too, too, too dumb. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say, man. Speaking it's of Gatorade, like putting Gatorade on the crops, it was like this was a perfect movie yeah. to be watching yeah. while, uh, while, mm-hmm. while in just capacitated. As you're sitting there drinking Gatorade with drool on your shirt and vomit, watching a movie uh, about people that, you know, have a little bit of drool on their shirts. I don't know, man. I, I think you need to rewatch it when you're not inebriated by uh, some kind of disease uh, and then uh, get a better take on it because it is a great movie. It's uh, I think it's won a couple of documentary awards for doing the best <laughs> job predicting the future of any movie ever made. I mean, it's no blazing uh, saddles. Let's be certainly, honest. certainly way better at predicting than 2001 A Space Odyssey. But it was this, or, it was just one long bit that never got funnier kind of like this show i guess uh, okay i don't know i i honestly i just don't know what to tell you dude it's a i mean i like my judge stuff but uh no this this just didn't grab me this on the list of mike judge still goes beavis and butthead king of the hill all of the like music, actual documentary stuff that he did, the tales from the tour bus, and then this. Hmm. This would go at the bottom of the list. I mean, I like Dak Shepard. I like Luke Wilson. I don't have a problem with anybody that was in the movie. It was just, it was just too dumb, which I get was kind of the point, but it was just too dumb to even be dumb. No, Office Space. Now, that was a good movie, Jay Finley. We're talking about idiocracy. Office space. Now that see the jokes in office space, there were jokes and they landed. Yeah. Like you know, the main difference between office space and this movie intelligence, Jennifer Aniston. That's why you like it. <laughs> oh, it's not because I'm not even a big Jennifer Aniston fan. Okay. All right. I mean, I was a more of a Jennifer Aniston fan before the face morphed into what it is today. Well, yeah, I mean, she shouldn't have done the work. I think that a lot of these women, they get caught up in a, you know, my collagen is all melting away from my face. I'm getting frown lines. What do I do? What do I do? What you don't do is kill off all the nerve endings in your face and then put in plastic instead of collagen. Because then you look like a fucking plastic mannequin that somebody uh, who doesn't know how to sculpt made. Yeah, that's it's not a good look. The the amount, yeah, the the number of women who were attractive, like naturally attractive, not uh through makeup, but that had good bone structure, they had symmetric looking face. There's nothing wrong with aging and you can you can do a um you know, if you adjust to the age that your body actually is, uh, you can make yourself look good at any age, but they all seem to want to hearken back to their twenties. Right. And I get it. I mean, that's clearly when they were getting the most attention from men and making the most money. If you're an actress and all that, I mean, eh, I don't think they usually make the most until they're in their thirties. Cause if you look at the, the top paid actresses over the last 30 years, most of them certainly started acting when they were in their 20s, but they didn't get the big salaries till they hit 30. 
So, um, um, like, uh, Julia Roberts back when she peaked, that was in the early thirties. Yeah. I never got uh, the Julia Roberts thing either. Okay. Uh, now you're starting <laughs> to worry me. I, I totally forgot that a Mike judge also did <laughs> Silicon Valley, which that is right up there with Beavis and yeah. Butthead, which is Silicon Valley was great. I've got the whole uh, set of the, their Funko Pop sitting behind me up on top of the uh, cabinet. Mm. Dinesh and, uh, oh, what was the, the skinny uh, coder's name? He was hilarious. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, you know, he was in Freaks and Geeks when yes. he was a teenager. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember his actual name, though, the actor's name. But he always plays this deadpan, like, I'm way smarter than you character. Yes. Which he he's, so like does you. a very accurate job of that because i've met one or two of those in my life you may be one or two of those in your life well have you met ryan bemrose by any, by any chance <laughs> yes yeah have i met ryan bemrose. you may have taken yes, him out I for believe sushi you introduced us one one time yes yes i believe so uh-huh uh-huh gilfoyle in the end the show Gilfoyle is name? the character yes. but what's the actor's name um he was also really good martin star Martin, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that catering show. Uh, he was great in that. Oh yes, yeah, the uh, one with the yeah, what was with it called the, with the guy uh, from uh, yeah, the guy with the thing with the deal yeah, and the was girl. It Parks was and Rec, there. right? Uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, it was great. And they just re up that it was very weird that they did. It that was party not down. as good. I kind of yeah, 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 party down. Uh, the they were the first two seasons were really good. That was from like. 15 16 years ago yeah 2000 and then they decided to do a uh like a one more season about two years ago or a year ago oh somebody's and texting it was, you it was interesting yeah it's probably just people wondering when i'm gonna be on my trip here the clan is texting and it's literally the messages any idea what time you want to head out yeah you're like i'm doing so, a podcast yeah i'm um, a professional exactly uh there we go all right so let me turn off the sound on this stuff so it's not interrupt us us anymore us and yeah silicon that's, valley that's did Latin. did lose a little bit of the uh, momentum that it had in the later it went seasons. A little too long yeah i i totally think so now the guy who was the main character of silicon valley the pervert who, who i thought was a pretty crappy actor uh the what the pervert uh, thomas middlebrook didn't something come out yeah, about him middlebrook yeah i don't know i thought something came anyway, out yeah weird about his personal what, life what's interesting is he's now a uh video game streamer really that's his so yeah. he's a twitch guy yeah. now uh i think he's made like uh 40 million off of that show and he doesn't have to work and he just plays video games and streams now so i just need to write a show and then be done with it you need to do some work. Yes, that's correct. Now, if you started doing work, you might be done with it. Yes. Damn it. What? I didn't know. Instead of playing at, at being a radio DJ. I know. I had jobs. You know, it was, uh, it was a thing. Well, we've all had jobs. I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. Uh, I, was, Dude, I uh, had two, two people I know get uh, laid off this week, last week. I believe it. Something it, in the water? There, there's a lot of weird stuff in the water right now mm -hmm. uh, there's no question about that but i had a uh i just did some uh, custom framing you know before i was puking my guts out this is the first time i ever ordered 
you know, just the kit from an online thing. So it's like, okay, you guys yeah. cut the matting and everything else. And it's mm-hmm. like, really, all you got to do is use a little bit of that linen tape to hold it. And then, you know, you put it in the frame. It's not that difficult. Okay. But uh, the photo was another one of these Peter Max photos of that one pop star. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you know, the one, there was a kid when I first started doing the websites back in like 1995 mm-hmm. or whatever that was. There was a kid that was like just coming out of high school that had like mm-hmm. taken code off one of my things. And then we started talking back and forth. He was doing a Reba McIntyre website mm-hmm. and I was doing another country artist website. Yeah. And he was like a so Reba fan. websites. Yeah. He was like a Reba. That was before that. I mean, I realized oh, okay. there was a brief, yeah. you know, interlude there where I'm like, well, who would right. I rather work with? Yeah. And then I realized they're all a pain in the ass. Michael Jackson. Yes. Kind of. That uh, this kid was the biggest Reba McIntyre fan in the world where it was kind of like it mm-hmm. seemed a little weird. Yeah. And then it was a few years later, the this image of Taylor Swift, he mm-hmm. was working for her record label then at the time and mm-hmm. took the photo, which it's like, I thought that was a little weird, but it's like, okay, there's a cool thing to put on your resume. Yeah. So I was framing this thing up and I'm like, I wonder what ever happened to this kid. And I looked him up. It's like, he's Reba McIntyre's manager now. Oh, wow. Like, this is a weird world. Well, he's, I mean, she's like 70 now. So yeah. what's he managing? Well, she still has a, she has a career unlike a lot of people. Does she? Well, she's still on. Now she's on that uh, television show, The Voice. She's. Uh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. She is the still. Boy George? She is still going strong, uh, Reba. I thought she was pretty good, but I thought she dragged on way longer than she ought to have. Uh, like, I think she was pretty good for about five years. And then every other song sounds like every other previous song. There are a and lot of country that artists that are like that. that. Yeah. And then, they, you know, let's move on. Let's just, that's fine. That's it's like, we've funny. heard what you can do. Yeah. Willie Nelson. I mean, why are you still doing this at 90 or whatever he is? Well, I, th- I don't know that he's had any new songs for a while. No, dude, he still releases like two or three albums a year. Like new brand yes. new music, not just yes. well, he plays the classics. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, he doesn't. It's he doesn't necessarily write all of the songs, but he still will record new songs. He just did his first bluegrass album within the last year. It was like a fully. This, it was like the first album that he didn't play his trigger guitar because you yeah, don't play yeah, the, really. Wow. Yeah. So Willie's still trying new things. So I will give him credit for that. Well, and Willie is in the. It, perfect example of how if you smoke enough pot your cells will just like never die yeah basically so there's you know what if you only smoke a little pot Uh it's going to kill you and it's not going to be good yeah well and i think he's unique in that like he never gateweighted gateweighted like it wasn't a gateway drug for him now he did back in the early i'm assuming you know i need to do more research on this because i haven't really uh done the deep dive like i did mm-hmm. with the rat pack back in the day but i know mm-hmm. the willies and whale or, or the whalen and uh, johnny cash and oh, whalen christopher like, he was a total alcoholic yeah. and well and cocaine and there was all oh, of that and, well i, I mean, think willie there in the air in the 80s everybody did cocaine nobody didn't do cocaine <laughs> come on let's get on i think willie dabbled with all that but then decided yeah yes yeah. i think willie got yeah. to the point in the 80s where he's like i'm just gonna do weed and he did a lot yeah. of it 
The only guy that didn't was Chris. Uh, Chris never, he was a, a non drug using country musician. That is a rarity. Yeah. Which I guess means, uh, one of the other, and he massive arguments with Waylon back in the day, which I can understand. I mean, especially when you're working together, they toured together yeah. with the highway men and you, yep. It's like any of these rock and roll bands. There's a lot of stories of mm-hmm. bands that break up because, you know, one of them's not showing up. Yeah, it's personality crap. But, yes. But also, I would say Waylon was a much better singer than Chris. Oh, Waylon was the man. Waylon's voice, from the minute I first heard that, I gravitated yeah. towards Waylon and mm-hmm. Johnny Cash more than any other singers, just because yeah. they were so unique. Well, they, all, well they, it, was a, it was a group of four successful musicians, three of whom had unique voices. Yeah. Oh yeah. Willie too. And And Chris. Yeah. And Chris. Yeah. (laughs) Who was a hell of a songwriter. So you need that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And the story of Chris Christopherson is just awesome that he, you know, is in Nashville and he's sweeping the floors at the recording studio. And Johnny Cash is like, uh, you know, maybe you should be doing something better Mm -hmm. than that. It's like, that's, uh, but, you know, you got to work your way up. I mean, that was the good old days when you had to work your way up rather than put right. yourself on YouTube. Or yeah, TikTok. working your way up is turning your phone on these days. Uh-huh. Well, that's, I mean, uh-huh. the intriguing thing did, I wonder if there's been a uh, settlement yet. Universal Music and TikTok were going to war, which is quite, mm. quite interesting. The news stories are like, well, Taylor Swift and there was another artist. I forget whether it was Beyonce or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, their music may soon be pulled from TikTok, and it's like it's universal fucking music. They own like sixty percent of the music catalog of the world. So yeah, while Taylor Swift is big, this is like more than half of the world's music catalog is going to be pulled. It's way mm-hmm. bigger than one or two artists. Eh, you know, it's actually less than one year's payment for Elon Musk. Well, Elon's your bud. Universal Music's only worth thirty nine billion. I know. But so, the music like, business is not what it used to be because yeah, piracy, yeah. because there's so many other choices, because anybody can just turn on a stream with all of the. I mean, I don't even understand the concept anymore of how artists make the money when so many people listen to this YouTube music, for instance. You and I pay because we watch enough YouTube yeah. videos where we don't want to mm-hmm. see ads. With that, you get mm-hmm. YouTube music and they have the whole Taylor Swift collection. They have almost any artist you're going to want to listen to. They probably yeah. have the songs, the whole albums that you want on YouTube. So you just fire that up. You put in what you want to listen to and you're listening to it. So how do you think that these artists are getting accurately paid? And in the old days, if you and I wanted to listen to an album once, you had to buy the fucking album. Mm-hmm. And that was 10 bucks so or whatever in, it was for 2023. Uh, TikTok had a market cap of 200 billion. They could just buy universal. They should. Well, I mean, it's cheaper for them to use it for free, but well, this is buy they, universal. Well, they may, I don't know how long this deal was, but they had made a deal. Prob- my guess would be five years ago, maybe four or five years yeah. ago. When TikTok yeah. was nothing. Hey, we'll get your artists out there for free, uh, you know, so that uh, their music's heard by a lot more people. And you can report that as plays. 
correct and universal was like well we'll pay you know here's the licensing you'll pay us Mm -hmm. and the traffic at that point was next to nothing so universal was like well we'd rather take you know five million from these idiots who are probably going to fail anyway and now that tiktok is so big universal's like wait 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 give us the money Mm -hmm. and uh they're then mad that companies like tiktok are going well we can just uh, institute a new ai thing that'll just create music on the fly for people so they don't have to use your music yeah exactly. you know and it's like nobody really cares you know these things are interchangeable that's why it's interesting even watching some of these uh schlocky hallmark movies when the music you're like you know what this either sounds really like taylor swift or it really sounds like you know tom petty whoever it is your brain goes this is a tom petty song but it's not tom petty it's just somebody trying really hard to do the style and sound of tom petty and it's like well this is how they save the money because it still adds the ambiance that they want without going straight out and paying the fees that they need to get the actual songs maybe that they would like yep and somebody asked alvaro asked on on x hey how come you're not streaming the unrelenting on x and so i I had to explain that since i moved everything to the mac uh, i still need to set up the software to be able to stream to x from the mac it's all doable i just haven't gotten around to it and i could probably set that up then it'll go and i really should just pay the eight bucks a month so i can just add that stream to the Uh, yeah yeah to the stream absolutely it's inertia it's hard it got to do work it's um yeah yeah, you got to do work, but I don't know. I, I've been, I've been gaining some more folks following on X, which is good. I can't remember how many I need to get to. It's uh, before you get the free lock five thousand or something. No, before you can set up monetization, because right now there's no monetization available. So you have to get to. I think it's five thousand or something, and then then you can turn on monetization. I've got only thirty two hundred followers, man. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's I had more. Is nothing on uh, the Fetty, but then that got all ganked yeah. and yanked. Well, I had two twenty two or 2,300 on Fetty before this whole thing, the, the shutdown happened. And, uh, I just, I, I, it doesn't even matter how many people clicked on the button to follow on the Fetty. Realistically, the interaction, the comments, the questions, anything that came in was basically from the same 25 people every time yeah well so, there's uh, like know, like with limited. x there are a lot of people that sign up for an account they will follow you and then yeah. they never open up the app ever again exactly and now i don't mind if they do that for following the actual podcast i don't care if people listen as long as they're still signed up yes yes because you just want the numbers exactly because the numbers uh you know as long as your phone is downloading it who cares if you're listening? Well, it depends on how it is all uh, depends how it's all monetized. And it's interesting to me, the immediate switch that goes, at least in my mind, when things like ads start showing up, because there was a guy I mentioned before doing videos about all the Lego shit and the wife loves the Lego. Yeah. And he had a big Lego city in his house. And it was like, oh, it was kind of cute that this was his, you know, gig that he was building Mm -hmm. this stuff. And the guy goes by the name Brixie. 
And it always annoys me because he like comes onto the show and he's like, hi, Jordan here. It's like, but no, if you're fucking if your fucking name for the show is Brixie, then you use that because it's branding moron. Mm-hmm. But the dude is going like all Marquez Brownlee, even though he does not have that kind of a uh, following. Yeah, because he just went and bought a like four hundred thousand. I don't know if that's Canadian or U.S. money like studio space in a you know tr- commercial park somewhere. And he's moving mm-hmm. his stuff out, which is fine. But all of a sudden, the videos halfway through. Well, let me tell you about Harry's razors. And it's like, oh, fuck yourself. I don't yeah, they to- suck. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But it's like, why? You know what? Your your average audience. Sorry that I'm included in this, but your average audience is probably like 15 year olds or something that are playing with Legos. What age plays with Lego normally now? I guess it's a it's a wider range than it maybe used to be, but. It's like you're overall dealing with something. And the first ad that he did that was, you know, house where he's talking was for mm-hmm. some mental health services. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. I can't even imagine that. I mean, can you imagine unrelenting just halfway through? And I'm like, hey, everybody, let me start telling you. Do you, do you ever feel like you're feeling down and out? You can go over to genestherapy.com. And yeah. uh, use the coupon code. You're nuts. <clears throat> For, nuts. yeah exactly for an extra 30 percent off uh-huh yeah it's just three bucks a minute the well, yeah it is it's what i don't know if it's three bucks a minute but i'm sure they charge you per minute because like, well we can do phone calls mm-hmm. we can do you know the video calls and all that get a therapist online which i don't think i want to do that but oh this is too funny yes totally unrelated but i was just reading while you were talking about something and, oh well uh, this is how this show works <laughs> I ignore what you say, and then Gavin Newsom apparently was at Target and was accused of shoplifting by an employee who did not recognize him. (laughs) Well, was he? I mean, he has—he's the the guy behind. Know he has to pay for things when he goes to Target. I'm not sure, man. I mean, he's seeing what's going on. I kind of feel like that every now and then. Why pay? Mm -hmm. It's uh, I haven't been to a target ever since they started promoting uh, pedophilia, but I guess some people still go there like Gavin Newsom. It is a uh, it is a wasteland. I mean, I only go for the target exclusive Taylor Swift stuff. <clears throat> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And target like they, they've been a past customer of mine a number of times, but I, I don't think I could take them on again. Well, it's interesting because they went from being the hey we're trying to help the little guy and i'm all for it i'm all for Mm -hmm. the you know we want to be able to cater to people that are gay or whatever it is that you know some people have a real problem with Mm -hmm. but then they want to start going in the exact opposite authoritarian direction meaning Okay, let's say we want do we want to you know people get mad the, the crazy christians or who whatever it is come in if they're carrying a book that has gay themes, oh my God, how dare they carry that book? Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to stand up and say, you know what? We have customers of all sizes and shapes and stripes, whatever it is. But then they get to the point to where they're like, well, we're not going to carry that Mark Levin and Bill O'Reilly book because they're too much. On, it's like, well, no, no, wait. Well, now you're doing the exact same thing in just the opposite direction. So the thing that you admitted was bad and you started out trying to help out and be like we want to be inclusive you very quickly Mm -hmm. become non-inclusive yeah it's like don't do that 
Yeah, you got to get the bingo card out, Alvaro, and you can you can click Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Although I'm sure you'll mention her again. So uh, apparently, Taylor Swift is the enemy number one of MAGA right now. Is what I keep reading in uh, magazines. Yes, and I mean I was outed as being a part of the uh, of the of the Democratic machine out of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. On no agenda yesterday. Well, we know that because that's where you live by choice, not by force. So. I liked the uh, it was during the pre-show that somebody said I was a part of the Taylor Swift op that's been being talked about for a long time now on no agenda. And it was Billy Bones. He's the only one that can see, man. And it, it scared me that he saw this. He does the yeah. a walk through the mind podcast and he said, hey, everybody. What if Taylor Swift is a part of the Darren O'Neill op? And I'm like, there you go. Uh huh think about yeah, that one that's extremely unlikely but sure <laughs> Is it, aren't all of these things off you know fairly unlikely well no we look we know from taylor swift's own mouth that she despises conservatives which is why numerous times which is i she was, hates I was, her parents who made her what she is i was a very full woman very surprised on yesterday's no agenda john c dvorak said i podcast so much to get taylor swift's attention because this is exactly the show she would be listening yeah, to. Yeah, well, because he started off by saying she has no talent, as I recall, uh, <laughs> in, in the podcast. She's listening this is right a clearly now. Clearly, fake, made-up artist whose parents paid for her to get a music deal. Right, is what I seem to recall. Maybe I'm wrong. Exactly, I don't know if my memory serves me right, but and it has become I, I a multi-billion-dollar industry. Yes, John, John, and Adam both kind of making fun of how bad her singing was and how she's like this you know teenager barely 20 something year old and she's telling these professional musicians what they're not doing right and it's hilarious because you know she's a, a completely fabricated musician whose parents bought everything which is technically all true uh, i mean her parents did make her yeah welcome um, to nashville they didn't send her they didn't send her off to disney slave school like some parents do true true so that you, you have to give them that which is why she hasn't crashed and burned yet. Because Brittany and yeah. uh, the like, yeah. usually by the time you're hitting your mid-30s, mm-hmm. or long before yeah. that in some cases. Certainly. In, yeah, by the time you're in your 30s, your career is pretty much winding down. The, that is true. Yeah, and it's an interesting thing to me. Nashville, and when she hit, I was listening to a lot of country music. And it was one of those things where it was like, okay, the music's, good it wasn't exactly what i was listening to yeah at the time but you can tell that she had talent because most people weren't breaking out at that point again this was right before youtube and social media became huge so you still had the gatekeepers you still had a lot of people that were like we don't want a child act we don't want this right, 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 there were right. a few other ones at the time jessica andrews and lila mccann who were oh Okay, but none of them had staying power. So I think it was quickly yeah. becoming with the people at the labels are like, it's, we don't want to hire, you know, we don't want to sign somebody that's going to release an album or two and then die off because, you know, it's not yeah, a. Yeah, you want to make a longer term investment. Exactly. I will say, though, as far as actual musical talent, uh, she has one of the most forgettable voices I've ever heard. Very generic and it's hyper processed. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the majority of her sort of growth uh, or whatever you want to call it 
comes from the stage shows. And she, for a, you know, extra tall, not particularly skinny chick, uh, she actually moves quite a bit. And uh, I think that a lot of people really come to see a stage performance rather than listen to somebody singing. Well, she Uh, learned from the master, which was Garth Brooks, who self-admittedly not a great songwriter. Yeah. Not a great singer. Not a great guitar player, but damn, he knew how to put on a show. Like, I think Miley Cyrus has a much better voice. Oh, Miley can belt him out. Country. Yeah. When she sings country music, every time I've heard her uh, on YouTube singing country, I was like, my God, she's wasted her talent on this, this pop bullshit because well, some uh, self-destructive she, behavior which means she well, may come around yeah, by yeah. the time she's mid-30s to 40 to where she's uh, mm-hmm. a serious artist who is is gonna make some really good music yeah because she has talent she does she she has talent even though she went through the disney uh pedo machine uh, which is probably what led her to all the self-destructive behavior like it does to everybody that goes through the disney pedo machine well, wait, Cotton Gin, uh, did you just call Billy Ray Cyrus a formerly talented country singer? <laughs> because a lot of people would argue that he was never all that talented. Never. He yeah. again, he no, had a, I, I had think a in the song. same way, in the same way, I think he, uh, you know, he had some good music videos back in the day before he had the kids. And uh, yeah, he was. He certainly made enough as a performer to live a decent life. I don't think he was ever like the best country musician ever. No, it was, it was achy, breaky heart. And then like, what else did he sing? Yeah. Everybody They're like, I don't know. He did that achy, breaky that was, song though, which is all you need. That was very popular. A lot of, and it, it was a line dance. It wasn't just a song. It was, it kind of got the whole, uh, line, you had to get lined up and do the line dance when that song came on. Well, and if you have one of those songs that can stand the test of time and you wrote that song, which is why Sir Bimbrose hates the copyright thing. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned it on this show before, but it was a Chris Christopherson, the guy we were just talking about not yeah. that long ago. Great songwriter. Yeah. Somebody asked him, it was like 10, 15 years ago, I think, in an article. Mm-hmm. Hey, what does uh, help me make it through the night mean to you today? And his answer without missing a beat was still about 100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, isn't it funny how it's always people that have never actually done anything that always hate copyright? Oh, uh, yeah, true. Because once you have affixed something down, you're like, well, maybe I'd like that to be mm-hmm. making me money since I created it. I mean, for most other things, it's like, do you sit there? If you build yourself a chair, Bemrose, and it's a beautiful chair, do you just sit on it for a year or two and then give it away because you no longer have the rights to that chair? No, no, you don't. Yeah, or ponchos. <laughs> You've got a lot of ponchos. <laughs> we, we need I'm not going to give them away. Are you taking them down to the Texas border so you could give the ponchos I away? Am actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I am. Yeah. Did you snap? Did you print up like a bunch of uh, mailing stickers that just say "unrelenting" and you could just stick them on every poncho bag? Like, listen. No, to unrelenting. I kept waiting for. I thought you were going to send me those. Oh, they haven't showed it. up, so I'm not going to end up taking any down there with. Me. I mean, I can do that. There are places that can easily do that. Just print up the unrelenting I'm, logo, unrelenting dot show. Yeah, and then you can stick give those ponchos away. Uh, according to uh, Alex Jones, uh, as of last night, that they're saying there's going to be a large uh, attack at the border t- today. 
uh, do you want to be there out by white nationalists <laughs> the texas clan perhaps yeah i i i checked within with the texas clan there most of them aren't even going to be there so i don't okay. know who they're talking now about. if uh, if you're listening comic strip blogger what i would like is a nice piece of ai art on the left would be sir gene in his group of obvious gamer dudes and then on the other side a crowd of actual clan members and they're like wait you're the texas clan <laughs> And then hilarity you know, what ensues. Even fire, what would be even funnier is if if we ended up suing them. Yes. Oh well. Yeah. Sure. But this uh-huh. is just for the comic. I mean, <laughs> right. that would that would yeah. be even better. Like, that like, would be pretty funny. You're wait. You're the Texas clan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That would be. Uh, I think that's uh-huh. that would be some great album art if you could just pump that together before the end of the show today. See album art. Oh, sounds like an opportunity to me. Yes, it is. It's an opportunity. Yes. And Maybe CS- someday Darren can learn how to type words and get pictures too. I mean, hey, anybody can do it. <laughs> it's just a question of how good the system is that you're using. Uh, yeah. Like for, uh, and you can get some beautiful pictures on the free stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was, if you look at the No Agenda Art Generator, there's a one I did yesterday of Taylor Swift, because the Taylor Swift op. But I did her as like a spy in the Cold War era, standing, it looks like in Moscow. And how quickly this thing can be generated. Mm-hmm. I do agree with Adam and John. It's very hard to get that kind of artwork that feels like it has. And I know this is so hard to define, but has soul. You know, mm-hmm. it is like, okay, well, it's there. It's pretty. The artwork is there, but there is, it is still lacking a certain element that the ai is not able to totally recreate but i'm sure it will at some point we'll just all be uh, replaced won't need mm-hmm. artists won't need voiceover actors won't need podcasters won't need any of that yep it's coming man it is definitely coming because there's no reason to uh to have humans be involved in a lot of these things there's a um ultimately why do people listen to podcasts right entertainment enlightenment yeah exactly it's the combination of them things they want the human connection i think also mm-hmm. that's always been one of do the biggest know, things do that, they want the human connection or just something that sounds vaguely human i know i think it is the human connection i think it is very voyeuristic mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people don't like the one person shows. I mean, CSB will argue that's not even a podcast. And I'm like, I won't even have that <laughs> argument anymore. But I get yeah. it because you feel like you're listening to somebody that's talking to you. When it's only one person doing a mm-hmm. monologue, then you're part of it. You're active. You feel like you're being talked to. Where when somebody's listening to this show, they're like, well, I'm just listening to Gene talk to Darren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have any responsibility here at all. This is just yeah. like I'm sitting at the next table. These two idiots are ne- the next table having lunch, and I'm kind of amused when I hear what's being said. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it, it is a voyeuristic kind of a thing. Well, I think it's voyeuristic. I think it's also no different at all, frankly, from conversations that introverts are in with you themselves. Know, the people that 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 no, they they're you know they're sitting around a dinner table or 
you're somewhere with a group of people and there's generally two or three of us that are talking the entire time. And then there's everybody else who's just sitting and looking around and nodding occasionally and maybe saying one or two words. That's about it. To these people, is there really a difference between being somewhere in person and uh, around people that are having this conversation that are extroverts or doing it in headphones in front of their computer or while driving a car, listening to the speakers there, it's the exact same experience for them as being in a group because the amount of speaking they're doing is about the same. True. True. Well, this is why the human race as a whole is having a problem trying to get through this massive change in the way people communicate. You don't have to talk anymore. There's a lot mm-hmm. that they only have to type a few letters. If you know, if you have to get your response to your boss, you're doing this in a text format. You're not having to have face to face communications. I mean, every yeah. now and then you might have to. But yeah. people are losing that ability to have conversations, to be able to articulate things verbally. It's amazing how many people don't have the ability, including Corinne Jean Pierre, who other the other day, if you didn't see paid the, for it, right? You know, just melted down trying to say we feel bad for these families that had soldiers killed and mm-hmm. couldn't do it. And it's like, well, this is the spokesperson for the White House. Can't do her job. Can't speak eloquently. Mm-hmm. Why would you put somebody in the job of spokesperson when they can't speak eloquently? Hmm. Like, it's very weird. Yeah. Which is why I think the concept of people that have the ability to do podcasts, including you and I, even the fabulous Ryan Bemrose, of course, Larry Blydner that can speak and get points across it's not something that is taken for granted anymore and all of these things it's all of this deep fake stuff of course it's because now it's hey tay but all of this deep fake stuff has been around for years and you and i have talked about this Mm -hmm. the fact that these this younger generation it doesn't even matter if somebody blackmails you it doesn't even matter if the photos or videos are real yeah that they can come to you and be like okay girl i made here look this looks like you're in a porn and you're screwing this guy haha give me money and then they yeah. kill themselves it's yeah, but why would you do that people are dicks i mean which part the killing yourself part i don't know frankly all these i mean i see like teenage girls walking around all the time with t-shirts that say porn star yeah i don't know I don't get this. And then, you know, the boys, it seems it generally happens to that get fooled into sending an actual nude photo. Then yeah. they kill themselves. It's like, why is that worth that? I don't get it. I don't I I don't get it, but it's bad parenting. It's putting kids into situations that they're not ready for. Yeah. I mean, I just think about growing up. You and I, you know, at the same time period, it's like, well, if you wanted to see, you know, naked chicks, you got to get your hands on a Playboy or a penthouse or Sears catalog. Well, they weren't full. <laughs> what, wait, what were the Sears in Moscow? Naked chicks? This would yes, be way yes, cooler. Naked chicks in Moscow. Well, European standards were different, you know. Ah, that's true. That uh, is true. No, it's, it's uh, obviously 
if you're looking for naked, naked, it wasn't even Playboy. It was really pen, Penthouse. But because uh, Playboy, you'd have like one centerfold that was barely showing anything. She's like, this ain't And then enough. a bunch of, and then a bunch of photos and uh, in, talk about deep fakes. A lot of those centerfolds were very, very retouched. Oh, airbrushing. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Airbrushing, like creating a completely different look. Whereas most of the photos in Playboys were just in sexy underwear. That was the uh, highly paid skill is you had the airbrusher yeah. who was able to. Yeah. And I met enough of those girls where I would say mm-hmm. about a third of them mm-hmm. were truly attractive. And two thirds, you were like, whoa. You would never notice them in an elevator, most of them. And I've shot a lot of models, including Playboy models, uh, like because I used to do photography. And, I thought uh, maybe you were just walking around. <laughs> shooting models? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. And, and that's the thing is a lot of them, like when they show up to the shoot, when they're not wearing makeup and they're just dressed in, in you know, stupid clothes that they usually wear, you would literally never look at them twice in an elevator. You'd, you'd be looking at the girl next door that was, you know, not in Playboy, but looks cute. Uh, but uh, it's a combination of lack of modesty and having a, a decent enough symmetry in their face that when you slather the makeup on, you can get something that looks pretty good. But it by no means were most of these women just genetically drop dead gorgeous. No, I mean, there aren't that many in the world, so they kept churning them out. So, And, of course, now if you watch the Whatever Show, it looks like literally every, every girl between 20 and 30 thinks she's a 10. Oh, yeah. Well, because they have the filters, and they, well, they've grown up on social media, which is why yeah. the Senate, was it a Senate committee? I think it was, not a House committee that went after Zuck again. And I watched that. You know, it was. It's, oh, that was this is the roughest I've ever seen him. He was. I know. Not happy. No, he was not, and he wasn't in his comfort zone. Nope. And it was a very unfair. Oh, he did look more tan. I think living yes. in Hawaii is good for him. Well, yeah, living in Hawaii is great for everybody until the volcano comes. Uh huh. But well, luckily he managed to buy a whole bunch of property for cheap. Well, and I'm sure he's got helicopters and stuff ready to go. So if the volcano oh, yeah. comes, he is just he's sucked right out he's of there. Got the, he, he has an under under the volcano lair there now as well. <laughs> See, now that I believe mm-hmm. that I yeah. believe. But it's it's very. I don't even know the right word for it. It is very dimension B. It is like watching your government not understand what they're talking about because social media, like anything else is built to keep your attention television radio Mm -hmm. anything that we've ever had that was an entertainment style thing is always meant to keep your attention as long as it can so they can make as much money off of you it used to be off of advertising it still is maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit so this is exactly what social media is doing you know all of this the government being very like i we need to talk to you mr zuckerberg your company created this intentionally to keep people on the platform longer be like well yeah mm-hmm. fuck yeah that's what we do i mean that's the, yeah, whole- the problem is that keeping the people that are 
13 and under on the platform yes. longer increases the number of pedophile conversations they're having. Well, this is why children shouldn't be on the fucking Internet. And this is I what a lot of that, people don't understand prevent that you, you, right. you just have to throw your hands up in the air and say, we can't do anything as parents to keep kids off of it. Right. Well, and that's what, what is else being could you done. do. That's what's being done. And I have a that's I was, literally what's being done. Yeah. I may do an episode just because O'Reilly did a thing on this. You know, yesterday. I don't know about you, but um, like I had to work hard to get my hands on Playboy right. when I was 13. Well, that was my I original didn't have my point parents here. giving me a Playboy and saying, Go don't away. look at this, yes. but you can hold on to it. Yes. No, that was no, exactly that's the literally when the parents. With. Yeah. When the parents give a phone to a 13 year old. You're giving him the entire Internet, not a subset of the Internet. And a 13 has no business having a phone anyway. And that is it. This is what people and I like Bill O'Reilly for most things. This one, he doesn't quite grasp because There's more than one. He doesn't. But sure, I understand. But in this case, you cannot sanitize the internet this would be like back in the 80s going well you know what we're gonna have to sanitize the strip club so we can bring the five-year-olds yeah. in yeah we're gonna sanitize all music right all so, music has to be child-friendly period right you can't have any swear words even taylor swift drops f-bombs in the music now mm-hmm. can't have that that's not safe for well, children bill gore's wife wouldn't like that no or bill gore's al gore's <laughs> wife yeah i knew it. you meant tipper anybody tipper, tipper yet? keep waiting yeah but she that, alive still? I think so. Hmm. But this is back that, when Democrats, back when Democrats wanted to police uh-huh. swear words in music, uh huh, in music, and uh, back when you know they were generally against any kind of affirmative action. Al Gore going against D. Snyder about the song under the blade like hey man it means you want to like attack a woman and d snyder's like fuck you it's about my buddy going through surgery i mean you have no fucking clue what you're talking about i mean d snyder probably should have gotten under the blade maybe maybe i know he's not a big uh he's not a big friendly guy to the conservative side he's another libo but it's okay they're musicians i mean dude always looked bizarre yeah he could have gotten some good plastic surgery to make himself look better he could have looked like jennifer aniston uh yeah when she was 60 yeah <laughs> maybe Back that was, when he was in his late 20s yeah but the concept that you have to do something on the internet to protect the children is laughable when you admit mm-hmm. the parents can't do it because once you say the parents yeah, you, can't you're do gonna it protect the children on the internet but then put all the uh how to suck a cock and lube your ass books into kindergarten right yeah. it absolutely makes sense it's insane it is insane. It is. it's uh honestly the best way to protect your kids is just give them up to an amish family for the first 18 years of their life and you then, get them back on rumpspringer and then they go through the same thing you know with this the, the swift ai photos that went through i guess mainly oh, yeah. x yeah and they're blaming like, well, you have no way to control this. I'm like, do you fuckers know what moderating the Internet's like? Mm-hmm. How do you plan on doing it? You know, and, nobody. And can, why would they do it in the first place? Well, because this is illegal content. Of course, I'm telling you. How this, is it illegal? It's not her picture. Right. It's a generated by computer image. It's I'm not just, illegal. Yes, I agree. I'm just saying what they're saying it is. Yeah, I'm saying and, they're full of shit. Right. Illegal. How? And it's like, if okay. 
but you can't the mm-hmm. this is going to a tracking system and i bet you people will adam and john on no agenda were having this argument yesterday adam doesn't mm-hmm. think uh there that, that pe- people will go for this john thinks that they possibly will and i'm with john on this because i think go for what that people will uh providing your id in order to access the internet i think people will go along with this and here's the thing i i am a big advocate of privacy but i'm also a big advocate of uh not letting anonymous accounts on anything that i run because if i'm spending my time and or money running a bulletin board or running anything then the only people i'm going to let on are people who i know who they are makes sense but people will then so say if you well, want to be not, anonymous you're not free speech if, dude if you want to be anonymous then go get an onion browser installed and then you can play around with being anonymous and the only people that are going to give a shit or they're that they're going to be you know playing this, with you right well the, people, the feds right the people from the cia who set up the yeah, Tor exactly network. E- exactly <laughs> that, so there's your playing anonymous so i have I have no problem with, uh, you know, people wanting privacy in certain aspects of their lives, but privacy can't be expected at the same time as doing public things. Yes. It's like, I want to be a, I want to be a porn star who nobody knows who I am. Right. Well, that ain't going to work. They'll know very intimately who you are. You know, it's, it's like, you can't, you can't have both. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, right. So if you want to leave shit comments, then be okay with only being in places that no one gives a shit about. Or you're going to be relegated to a different level. Isn't this what we're seeing with X? Because That's, once, yeah, once yeah. you've got your account, once you're verified, yeah. once you got, I your only check mark, see the blue check marks comments. I don't bother reading anything else because it's all shit. And to get the blue check marks now, they verify your identity, correct? Yep, correct. Which means I guarantee that the person who put out the Taylor Swift photos didn't have a blue check mark because they would know exactly who it was. And mm-hmm. yep. But this is where it is going to start having that breakdown. So I believe people will start doing this like, well, no, I want to elevate myself from that kind of a content. And if it takes, I give my ID, I'll do it. And whether that's good or not, there's a lot of arguments. It all depends on where you want to be. If you yes. want to be on Reddit and no sane person does, but if you want to be on Reddit with your fake ID, go for it. If you want to be on 4chan with your pretend anonymous shit, go for it. I have no problem with people that want to play at being anonymous, but there's a reason they want to do that. And that is because they, they're afraid. They're afraid that something that they say or do or show a picture of is going to get them in trouble. Yeah. And there's and a lot of stuff. just reality. And you can argue with like, well, we shouldn't have to. Yeah, I agree. We shouldn't have to, but guess what? You know, I've always thought the cops don't have a legitimate reason to just ask you for an ID whenever they're walking around you. Like legally you have to have, broken a law or be suspected of breaking a law yeah that can be but, articulated but back in the day man stop and frisk worked well in in some states it's it uh, most states banned that practice but 
Here's the thing. Now, given that we have 10,000 new illegal criminals in Texas every day. single day, yeah. every fucking day, and, and we're not, you know, I wish we were shipping out 10,000 a day as well. We're not. It's less than that. Uh, I am super happy to demonstrate my citizenship to the uh, a police officer. I'm like, that's, that doesn't bother me because now there's a good reason for it. The reason is separating myself from the illegals. And it's the same thing with, I think the blue check mark stuff on Twitter. It used to be when the blue check marks were basically given to liberal writers and, and uh, it, it was a political statement. It's yeah, like the well, elitists Twitter approves of me and I have a blue check mark, which is bullshit. Now it's totally egalitarian. It's like, if, if you want to be perceived as a, as a human and not a troll on Twitter, uh, you have the blue check mark and it costs a little bit of money, not that much, but, um, you have to, uh, you know, prove that you're an actual human and not just a fake dummy account and understand and that if I you, have no if problem you, with that either. And you understand if you post something obviously illegal, like child porn, if you post something libelous, yeah. you could be held liable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and people you know, behave their, more than their algorithms are not perfect. Like I've gotten uh, a warning for posting something and then, you know, I brought it to their attention and said, I'm literally, uh, you know, forwarding an example of something that ought to be banned on this platform. We're banning I'm not the one putting it. it out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm cause I, I literally like had their address as like, FYI, why is this still on here guys? And, and then they hit me for posting for posting something that's against their terms. It was like, I'm not the one posting it. Dude. Right. They're like, thanks for turning yourself in, sir. It's very yeah, nice. Of you. Exactly. Makes it's our like, job. Easy. Hey, uh, somebody just beat me up. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to have to arrest you now because clearly you've been involved in the violent incident yes. and uh, it's probably your fault. Yeah. Well, that's probably so. True. But no. And they corrected it. You know, once I, I explained it where the old Twitter just killed my account. You know, the the original account I had on Twitter just was killed off. So but I don't think the people in our Senate or any part of the government understand how many messages and how many accounts there are. Oh, on I these think platforms. Trump does. Oh, yeah, I well, he's Trump not does. in the government right now. <laughs> it's true. That's bring, the, true. bring the guy back that knew what was going on. He's, he's the only octogenarian who understands Twitter. Yeah, he used it very well. That's for damn sure. He still used it multiple times a day. And you it's can't. Nuts moderate everything and especially the interesting thing is a lot of the stuff with the kids that very sadly committed suicide a lot of this stuff happened in private chats and this opens up a whole new can of worms for Mm -hmm. how does twitter how does instagram facebook whoever it is if you're using a personal messenger within their system how do they know what's going on? It's like, one, you think they can moderate that, and even in an automatic way. Do you really think mm-hmm. they can automate that? And then people would have the, you know, again, this is that privacy versus the freedom aspect of things. Well, here, one thing they can definitely do, though, is uh, whether it's Twitter or, or Instagram or even, and it's really more Instagram than Twitter is uh to block accounts for posting nudity because there are so many accounts on instagram that are nothing more than promotion of only fans right 
That's all they're doing. They're just promoting their OnlyFans. Well, the internet's all marketing, baby. Yeah, yeah, and then and I and I'm old enough to remember when the internet actually had rules against commercial use. You remember that? Were you yes. on that early? Yes. Yeah. Well, you're right. Where you you're could not... lose your domain if you post commercial uh, advertising. Yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there were ads and then it was mm-hmm. off banner ads. I mean, yeah, yeah it I, was, I, I, I think I, the, the rules changed in 94, I believe they officially got rid of the prohibition on commercial advertising on the internet. Is it sad that we remember that time before there were even banner ads had been invented? No, I don't think it's sad. I think it's good because a lot of the kids just assume it was always like this. Like they don't think there was ever a beginning of the internet. It was always the internet. Now there are ads everywhere. There is no way to moderate everything. No. And if you're going to give your kid access to the internet, I still say this should be on the parents. And I get where the people like Bill O'Reilly are coming from that are like, well, there's bad parents Mm -hmm. and they won't do it. And the kids are still going to suffer. And unfortunately, yes, the kids are going to mm-hmm. suffer. Yeah, that's the way it is. Because there is kids no have always way to suffered from bad parenting. Yes. It's just the bad parenting keeps changing in the, its definition. And how you, you know, like, I don't know what the answer is, because I understand that you're going down a different line of uh, reasoning when you start doing things like in the city of chicago there are aldermen who want to pass laws that say you know if your 12 year old is out at midnight and assaults somebody well the parent goes to jail yeah i'm out for that you know there is a certain amount of uh sense if you don't keep your kids on the leash then you ought to be responsible for them in uh when it comes to jail time yes you know, it's like there. You got to make that answer, I guess, on how responsible parents are for the actions. I mean, there of is kids. another alternative, and that is simply that if the kids at midnight and assault somebody, they're no longer your kid. They yes. become a ward of the state. They're put into a state home, probably some kind of a orphanage run by nuns in Chicago, and uh, or in Joliet. And the Blues Brothers and, starts uh, all over again. <laughs> I, I wasn't even going there. I don't know what you mean. That's the greatest movies of all time. Unlike mm-hmm. Idiocracy, the Blues Brothers oh, is a you. classic. <laughs> Blues Brothers is a very good movie, but Idiocracy is a great movie. No, the Blues Brothers way better than Idiocracy. The the Blues Brothers, you have to be high to enjoy. I watched because the story is no. absurd. No, it's not. It's a beautiful story. It I watched is it an the absurd first time story. when I was 10 mm-hmm. years old, and I've yeah. never been the same since. Yeah, that's the first time you got high, huh? No. Mm, got it. It's very uh, interesting. I mean, I it's where I started saying things like fuck. <laughs> I mean, once you saw the Blues Brothers, man, mm-hmm. you learned a lot of new language. As and a, a lot of great old. music, too. Yeah. So what did you see in the theater? Yeah, my dad took me. Well, that explains a lot. Like I said, blame the parents for all the ills of the children. It's pretty obviously, we just confirmed that right there. <laughs> Man, then I think I had it on beta back uh, when it came out in like 80, whatever. My my grandma took me to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, did you do the time warp? <clears throat> that was the craziest shit, man. Well, it still I mean, is. I've seen, I, it still is. I've seen it plenty of times after that. But uh, the first time as a little kid watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this shit? I don't understand. Why is that man wearing lingerie and he is not uh, yeah. pretty? 
what? No, no. Why is he wearing lingerie and he looks kind of pretty? Yes. Well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> Tim uh, Curry. Is that his name? Tim. Yes, I Tim believe Trump? so. Yeah. I, you have to admit that uh, as a like for a dude wearing chick clothes, they actually made him look pretty good. And again, most most other Hollywood actors of the time would look worse in women's clothing. Yeah, and it was good music also, which also helped. Oh, the music was very good, yeah. I mean, it's not really my style of music, but it was very good. Yeah, well, it wasn't mine either, but I still like, even though it's not what I would listen to on a daily basis, another Mm -hmm. one was Grease, where the music was just fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. story was very simple, but done uh, well. Let's be honest, at that point, in, in our lives especially because we're about the same age olivia newton john mm-hmm. like whoa oh yeah 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 well she was, and all she sorts was of hot. like she was an actual let's get physical singer so you know yeah and i think she was one that without you the remember makeup, that song right still look yeah yeah i remember mm-hmm. the video i mean who remembers the song it's the video yeah it's the video of her in the yeah the leotard and the, the bright bright physical, colors physical and then uh, Xanadu, uh, mm-hmm. I simply, I simplest. She died a few me. years ago, I think, from cancer. Yeah, I know. It was sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as uh, Sandy in Greece, man, she brought it. She surprisingly made a good Sandy because, you know, Sandy's supposed to be this very nineteen fifties clean looking girl. We all are looking for a Olivia clean girl. Newton John actually was. Yeah. Uh, but but that's the whole story, right? It's the whole uh you know virgin slut kind of thing and then you had the dance-offs and you know john travolta was tough (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah if you buy into that well he's italian you know ned Ned wants to know if unrelenting just came out of the closet (laughs) (laughs) hey now yeah not that there's anything wrong with that exactly not that there's anything wrong with that what are you insinuating here, man? Uh-huh. Got 64 a, it, it, on the stream. You, did you see uh, uh, CSB's message uh, which where he said he listened to Sir Gene Speaks and he liked the episode, but unfortunately he couldn't forward the message or promote it because it had the N-word in the title? Oh, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, so... Are you as a white man telling a black man to change his name because you're not comfortable with it? Is that what's going on here? Yes. Cause it sure sounds like it. It's like people so, just that, get along. I thought that was pretty damn funny. I was like, dude, I'm not the one who called him that. That's not like my nickname for this dude. That's his literal name on Twitter. And it's intriguing the way people have reactions to that kind of stuff there was one of yeah, those guys and, and a freaking european csb doesn't even live in the united states how is that at all a sensitive topic for somebody that's from europe i don't know you know right maybe we can ask elon but something i'm sure in the uh in the, the water as a south african elon i think is immune from all of this oh he would know though yeah he's got enough money to know well, he's got 56 million, uh, sorry, billion less than he did a few days ago. Oh, did you bring him some locks and bagels just as a kind of, I like- should, I should, I know he hasn't been in his house lately. I've been looking <laughs> through the binoculars. <laughs> no, but, I thought, uh, is it, while you're close enough for binoculars, I thought it was at least a uh, telescope. I've got a, I've got a pretty good uh, magnification. I just got the new pair of the thermals. Those work even better. Nice. 
Nice. Speaking of thermals. Yeah. Um, so I know um, this is a little off topic, but you know how I, I've been using, and you've seen pictures of this as have some of the folks that have uh, been following me on Unknown Gen the Social in the past, is that I've been using a, um, a therm, therm, well, it's a thermometer, I guess, but it's, it's like a infrared thermometer that's made for non-kitchen use. I've been using in the kitchen to like test the temperature of the meat without actually touching the meat or sticking anything into it. But wouldn't that just be the outside of the meat? It is the outside. Right, right, right. But, but it's a non-invasive way to measure temperature. You can also measure the temperature of the pan before you put something on it. Make sure that it's not too hot and not too cold. Uh, that the oil is at the right temperature without, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's it's like one of those gun. things that you buy at Home Depot. Right. It's like a little gun. You pull the trigger yeah, and it'll tell little, you the temperature th- thermal gun. of what so, it's pointing at. I just picked up the next evolution of that. Uh-oh. Uh, I just bought a infrared thermal monitor that shows you the different gradations of temperatures in different colors on the entire screen. Uh, for the same purpose to replace that one, basically. So instead of having a pinpoint temperature, I now have the temperature of everything. So I can see. Do you have to put the on pan, the Apple goggles to see this? Of course. Okay. Uh, I have. No, I, you don't have to. But I'll take some some photos and, and or videos, stick it up on X. But uh, now you can see if there's any hot spots in the pan before you start cooking on it. You can see if the uh, whatever you're cooking is cooking evenly because it shows you not just the one point, but the entire everything that fits in the screen, what the temperature of it is. It's really cool. I'm digging it. So now when you go out, you can just tell when the chicks are warm for your form. Yeah, I'm thinking of bringing this with me when I go to restaurants and doing a quick check uh, on the the food they bring me. You're like, this food is only 78.9 degrees. It's like, uh, I'm sorry, I think you overcooked this. I asked for a blued steak, and this steak is clearly warmer than that right here on this edge. Do you see? I can show you an image. Gene gets kicked exactly. out of various restaurants on the next episode <laughs> of Unrelenting. Uh-huh. Oh, I, you know, I'll just put on my Yelp reviewer t-shirt. That way they won't kick me out. Right. Yes, I'm a professional Yelp reviewer. They're like, fuck you, it's Google it. reviews are all that matter yeah. now. No, nobody. That's totally not the case. Google reviews completely don't matter. I just had this conversation with a client yesterday. Google reviews are irrelevant. Well, the only thing that matters is Yelp reviews right now. I disagree. They're uh, in fact Google. Well, you can disagree and be wrong. That's fine. That's totally up to you. But uh, these are multi-million dollar campaigns uh, that that my customer is running. So I'm going to take their word for it rather than yours. But who goes to look at the yelp reviews now how many so people here's, are still here's what it yelp? is the uh the number and well we're going to be switching them off of google to yelp literally next week because what they found is that the yelp reviews are responsible for 13 times more trust than google reviews people assume google reviews are fake which they are almost every time well they should assume yelp, yelp reviews, reviews are fake too <laughs> Yelp reviews are much more difficult to be fake. No. Because, yes, yes, absolutely. Because you can see what else those same people reviewed. Like, Correct. you can click on a person and see what else they reviewed. Yeah, which you 90% of them seem fake. 90% well, of them you, seem to have a city. Check. 
that they're from, which is nowhere near mm. the business. And I understand people travel, so I would give you yeah, a little dude, bit of leeway. If you look at my Yelp, you'll see that I've rate restaurants all over the country. But then you'll also notice that the Yelp, what now, if they have a proper AI or a proper algorithm, mm-hmm. because there's a few people when it comes to Yelp or any review kind of concept. And yeah, if they're actually humans, that's the question, Bemrose. But mm-hmm. if they are human and you think you want to be able to give them some, you know, sustainability the people that do nothing but give one star reviews or five star reviews all should just be shadow banned oh i agree i almost never give a five star or one star um because if something is really good it's usually a four star or nine out of ten uh because you have to save the perfect score for above and beyond right because you, well, you can't have a whole bunch get, of perfect scores otherwise people get mad like why'd you only give me four stars man yeah oh it doesn't matter whatever they can get mad I, I can always change it to one star if they get super mad oh yeah uh in fact there's a video going around on x right now of a guy who was a delivery uh driver for groceries that brought groceries and then when he realized there was no tip from the homeowner took all the groceries back and canceled her order <laughs> Hey, but they get paid without the tip. But if you listen to this guy, they don't make any money. Uh, they're just getting paid for gasoline. And the tip is the only the money they make, which is bullshit. But either way, let's see. So that we got that. There's a couple other things that just came in while we're talking here. Um, judge in the Trump trial. Uh, judge Engeron is considering a lifetime ban on business for Trump. Like, you won't be allowed to own any businesses. That dude should hang. Trump? The judge. Oh, the judge. That's the Joker-looking fucking judge. I certainly would never say something like that that would put me in jail, but I suppose people with anonymous accounts on X If there was any justice in the world, a judge that is dishonest should have consequences. Mm Mm-hmm. I was speaking yeah. hyper or uh, hyperbole. Yeah, I would stop digging that hole if I were you. Uh, my name is Ryan Bemrose. Yes, Ryan, you should be careful about all the things that you say in your podcast about being angry and, and grumpy. Okay, I'll try to do that. Uh, okay, and then did you see the speaking of Elmo? Did you see the thing I sent you about Elmo? Elmo said, "Fuck you." Did you did you see it? The YouTube clip that I sent? It's Jordan Peterson talking about how bad Elmo is. Yeah, was that deep fake? I know he was talking about the That was not know, a deep fake. That was an actual clip of Jordan. That's from a show. Jesus. Do you not watch his show? No, I don't. I don't I Okay. I, I do 14 shows a week. Uh you do 14 shows. That's true. That that's a good point. So you at least you got a valid excuse for it for uh for doing that. But Jim Henson was uh, funny back in the day and Elmo I think was back in the day but i think they've no, turned he him says into you have to be smoking pot to like elmo and i agree with him elmo said that motherfucker i don't like him he touched me in my happy zone mm-hmm, exactly that's because the whole the whole damn puppet is one big happy zone yeah I- elmo's a dick news. News. <laughs> elmo said angry. listen now angry what news <laughs> angry what news <laughs> i um see now that proves it right there and uh i don't understand how you could do that voice without like getting physically ill (laughs) that that one's easy i don't know why Mm, that's weird yeah the elmo one you can do that Mm -hmm. i can't i've tried i can't i can't do the elmo voice at all um 
and there was one more thing. Oh, it was uh, one of the um, one of the politicians there in Congress uh, wants to ban the term illegal immigrants. Well, they've been trying that a derogatory for a while. term right. because he doesn't want immigrants who are here illegally described as illegal immigrants. I agree with him. I think we should go back to the classic traditional term of illegal alien, which more more accurately describes people that are crossing over the border. Well, what you call it doesn't really make as much of a difference as what you're doing about it. But this mm-hmm. concept that no, no, we have to call it people who are experiencing homelessness or people mm-hmm. who are experiencing mm-hmm. incarceration rather than convict. It's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. This yes, whole uh, minor attracted persons. Yeah. This, well, we Maps. just have to re, we have to just rephrase everything yeah. because that's going to yeah. make the world better. Rephrasing is going to make the world better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. It's called whitewashing for a reason. Yeah. No kidding. And if all these damn racists coming up with this new terminology of, of new speak weren't uh, trying to placate the evil that exists out there, we wouldn't have this problem. Like if you start calling evil evil, then evil can't be hiding in the shadows. Right. Well, and this is the intriguing thing when it comes to the Internet, because back again, when you and I were kids, if there was 1930s, if there was a sexual deviant child molester that Mm -hmm. was caught, I mean, granted, some didn't get caught. Yeah. But, But if they were caught, they had to. They would usually drive a white van and have candy. Yeah, or be my uh, grammar school principal who got caught with and, and have really porn. thick glasses. He did too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a usual commonality amongst pedophilia is that they tend to have thick glasses. You know, some of us have really bad eyes and never got into that. that has but, nothing to do with it. You know, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to sign up. You know, they had to be on that registry, and everybody yeah, knew. they had to walk around the neighborhood and tell everybody that they're a registered pedophile. Yeah, and they knew where they were, and you were able yep. to mm-hmm. keep them separated from your children, or at the very least, you yeah. knew where they were. Be- yeah, and and in in fact, uh, Arrested Development had a hilarious plot bit about that, where they they were trying to sell homes in the neighborhood, and they they realize that there's this whole demographic of, of men with good salaries who are unable to buy houses in most neighborhoods. So they just created a whole neighborhood for pedophiles. Well, that was very nice. That's very, that's a very leftist thing to do. Well, I mean, they weren't, they didn't realize they were pedophiles. Right? Oh. They, just, they just seemed like there seems to be this big demand for, for, an, you know, like there's a lot of these men that can't live in normal neighborhoods for some reason. So they're and now, on that. Yeah. You know what and separates then, the, those people from everybody else on the internet? Uh, what's that? Nothing. No, I'll tell you what separates them. Anonymous access. Well, right. Ooh. Correct. And that mm-hmm. is, again, the, the scary part of that from anybody that believes in keeping some form of anonymity, because I think that is important. It's so easy to go right down that, oh, for the children, we need to make sure that this can't happen. So we need everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference, I think, between, well, okay, you sit down at any device that can access the internet. Before you can get any bits and bytes, 
you have to verify yourself with your ID, however the system would work. That is way different than, oh, do you want to use X and have a verified account? Well, then you have to verify your ID. Way different from the minute you sit down at a computer. Oh, I just want to go on and see what the weather is. Well, we need to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, way different. But when it well, comes to. I don't to, know if I would agree with doing it for all of the Internet. But um, certainly. Social media sites. Um, but yeah. see, now with the kids yeah. use that would be the other thing because you could very easily have well you know the parents would have to set the kids up on the social media site because the kids can't do it because it's illegal to take their fucking information right right off the bat so i mean there's really the two choices would be keep the kids off the internet and for whatever reason that seems to be thrown out by every parent like well then their friends mm-hmm. are going to ostracize them because everybody else is doing it and it's like yeah but remember when we were kids when we would tell our parents hey we want to go to the part of this we want to go to this concert man and they'd be like no and you'd be like well everybody else is doing it and they're like hey if everybody else jumped off a bridge would you when did it become right. everybody else is doing it is the excuse parents are fucking using to giving their kids the fucking internet yeah that's a it's a it's a bad call all the way around uh i totally agree with it but i i think again the issue is not that the internet shouldn't have anonymous access. It's that private companies, whether it's Instagram or X or whatever, I think should make their own decisions about whether they want to have adult conversations. And I mean, not like hey, that's baby. the bad word to use. What I mean by adult <laughs> conversations, they should have conversations that aren't 4chan conversations on there that aren't just a bunch of uh shit talking uh and if they do then i think it's a good idea to enforce having uh no anonymous access available that people have to actually demonstrate who they are before getting access because civility is the result of lack of anonymity i mean that's just reality uh if you want to have civility then people have to be held accountable for what they say and what they do now the, and you can't hold anonymous access people responsible right because you don't know who they are but you can't take personal information from children so let's just imagine that you're creating gene.social the place for kids and while that sounds creepy and well, that's creepy we want a social media because some of these places have tried this you know, Instagram yeah. I think tried to do Instagram for kids and all that yeah 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 now if you were to actually go okay how do we keep the adult perverts away from the kids in a safe social media really easy don't give the kids accounts right that's the only way to do it because the concept i could totally have gene's social for kids where we deny access to every application right that would solve the problem a lot less server capacity would be needed (laughs) one server (laughs) it'll just hum along thank you for applying unfortunately you do not meet the criteria required to be on here goodbye but this is why it is such a fool's errand to think the government can somehow legislate this or companies like TikTok or uh, Meta, or whatever it is now, that mm-hmm. all of these places can come up with a way that will keep children safe. It's impossible. It is impossible. It, you can't do it. You can't let a kid into a movie theater playing pornos and then say, yes, but we're only letting them roam the hallways. It's, it, 
Jesus. You immediately go to bestiality. That's great. That's that's awesome. Was it all Brad I told Meyer. you Elmo was evil. It was a Brad Meyer bit. He did a voice called Roger, though, which was very similar kind of to Elmo. Mm-hmm. But he has a song called Moo Moo, I Love You, which was great about a guy that got caught fucking a cow. Uh-huh. And this, uh, yeah. he was in the Middle East, was he? No, <laughs> Wisconsin. And uh, oh, yeah, the guy, you know, the little kid's like, oh, my, look at that. What's that guy jumping up on that cow for? Yeah. Uh-huh. You will never forget that. But you can't. You can't do it because one, kids aren't able to have dedicated accounts with all of their information because one, it, at this point in the United States anyway, it's illegal to track this information from children. And the interesting thing would be the only way if you were to do a system like this, which still wouldn't work, would be to do exactly the opposite of what the current law is, which is you can't take any Mm -hmm. personal identifying information from children because you would have to do just that to know that they were children. Yeah. And the reason you can't do that has less to do with them being children with the fact that they don't actually belong to themselves. They belong to their parents. Yeah. So it's really up like a child can't do that without parental consent correct which takes me to the other thing if you had a 15 year old son or daughter and the only way to get on the social media site that kids are protected is to have you create the account and then have the ability to access and monitor do you think any kid would use it no well we know that they would just move on to a different platform like tiktok right and say they're older or omegle which finally got shut down omegle was probably one of the worst well i don't know sure what that one was omegle was basically like chat roulette oh okay it's where you would type in a something that you like and it would find other people that type the same thing in and then you would have you know you'd be connected with your video cameras to each other the yeah, idea being that. that's like i i like the braves i'm also a fan of the braves you know and then they would connect you and you could talk about uh the the sports team or, well instead it's more like i like candy i like children and give them candy <laughs> and <laughs> and that's kind of what omega was it was uh it was like a a big cesspool of uh of really really questionable content um a lot of the uh, stuff that I watched on there originally, I've never actually been to Omegle, but I've seen YouTube videos that people have made of themselves being an Omegle. And one of them was one of the AI generated hot looking chicks that I think I've sent you some of these before. Oh, the one that is like using the sensors. So when she moved yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a real time AI 3D or it's not even AI, but it's basically real time 3D, gener- 3D generated character. And then, you know, being on that platform where naturally people are very surprised and want to know more and they like are shocked to see. They're like, this. wait, you're actually it, a female? It it looks like a video game and they're actually usually not, but it looks like a video game, but it's, it's, it's in real time. So it's like a video game responding to you and talking to you uh, in real time. But what you see immediately is that most of the people on Omegle, there's two, t- two, two types there's the clearly under 21 year olds so through college but no older than college uh most of them are probably 14 15 16 and then you have the 50 somethings and they're all men oh yeah and they're looking for those 18 19 and they're all into things like taylor swift and uh you know well it's the stuff the kids like they're they're into uh all the same things but they're all these 50 something year old men and it's like fucking creepy as hell 
Uh, and yeah, they did appreciate whoever was during no agenda the other day when they were going through the Taylor Swift op and they're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. she's got, you know, 500 million female fans or something. And mm-hmm. somebody in the troll room was like, and Darren O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, but you know what my odds are? Uh-huh. If there's 500 million chicks and me. Yeah. Still yeah. zero. Except I think that's not the right. I don't think that's quite the right demographic. I'll, I'll bet you there's a, at least a million of you. Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah. Cause that, that, so somebody else was talking, Oh, um, it was, uh, one of the YouTube slash Twitch gamer dudes, uh, who is, uh, his name's Asmund gold. Um, and he makes a lot of, a lot of videos on YouTube. He's interesting in that he is a multimillionaire because of his streaming, but he still lives basically in a shitty little house in Texas here that he grew up in. Um, and like is super cheap. Like he does not spend money. One of his famous videos is how to cook a $2 steak. Hire an $18 hooker. No, to cook no. it for you. <laughs> no. And, and his place looks completely messy. And it's just like, it just looks like nothing's changed, even though he's now worth millions of dollars. And, on there, um, one of the uh, videos that he had. Uh, wait, I'm lo- losing my train Loaded of thought. Up. What we're talking, we're talking about steaks, cheap. Hookers. No, before that, about uh, before hookers, about oh, creepy people. Oh yeah, yeah. So he said he was talking about somebody asked him about his fans, right? Somebody, he says, you know, you know what it is? It's fifty year old guys, and and uh says yeah it's every like you wouldn't think this would be the case but every time i hear somebody say asthma gold i turn around i look it's it's a dude with a gray beard standing next to his wife hey hey honey i'll be right back i just want to say hi to this youtube guy and then they want to come and take a photo with them and they're all like his parents age interesting yeah yeah, which is um I think true a lot more than people realize that for a lot of these online uh streamer types they have a surprisingly and maybe it shouldn't be surprising but I think it is surprising number of you know adult like uh 40 50 60 year old people that are watching them well, YouTube and, is for that older demographic now, it seems. Yeah, but they, even if you look at Twitch, true. I mean, okay. not to say that, that there aren't younger people on Twitch, but I think that there there's a. Well, here would be my question the, for you. Do the younger generation, does the younger generation or do the younger generations, do they have mm-hmm. the attention span? Because Twitch is long form. It's like our show. It Twitch can go on for form. hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, three, four hours, yeah. And I think a lot of these younger generations, they're so used to watching TikTok, they're like, wait, this this fucking show's more than 90 seconds? I think you might be onto something. I've never heard anybody mention that, but I think that sounds like it may very well be the reason is because watching a streamer on Twitch is long form. Like, you're going to be on that stream for hours, not minutes. You know, and that that says a lot about what's going on, I think. It's like we want long form content, which is why the the demographics would kind of make sense. People that there's like 60 people listening to it right now. Yeah. People would normally, you know, you and I, you, there were back in the day, 
there were some of these television shows that were only a half hour long that had a mm-hmm. 90 fucking second theme song. Oh, it was horrible. You know, and it's like that. now it's like that's the whole content. The theme song. That's the whole show. Yeah, it's very weird. I, I, I always took it as an insult when the opening credits took too long. Uh-huh. You're like, I'm like to the show. You only have half an hour. Okay. And out of that, you're going to lose like seven minutes to commercials. Branding. So baby. you have 23 minutes. Don't waste a minute and a half on the same goddamn openings every time. Yeah, at least stupid. change it. Make it something interesting. Well, change it or just do a, you know, a 10 second opening, 15 second opening. And then start the story. Yeah. Get to the stuff. Yeah. And, and that's why I think we were so quick to adopt to the uh, Netflix originally. And, well, even HBO before Netflix model of variable length episodes that had more to do with the story than they did with trying to fit into a time. And let's just remember when DVDs came out where you could buy the whole series on DVD. Oh yeah. You could just skip the fucking intro. That was also a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And before, before we run out of time, we do have a few people to thank for today. February. It's very weird. Very, very weird in February. People are donating. All right. There were none for a grumpy old Ben's this week. So that was, that mm-hmm. was a double-edged sword for, uh, I had a stomach flu and I'm like, not mm-hmm. one donation. I'm like, so you think I'm going to work sick? Nope. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you want to help donate, if you want to uh, not help donate, if you want to help support the show. You want to try donating for a try? Yeah. Try donating for a try. Go to unrelenting.show. You can click that donate button. I think I still need to add all the QR codes. I'm like, I never really mm-hmm. even added a donate page to the show because we were always just like, well, who's ever going to uh, yeah, get money? Yeah, I don't money? think you ever did. I don't think you ever wanted donations is what I seem to remember. Well, I didn't want to split anything with you because you're a That's multi-billionaire. That's true. And yeah. I'm like, Gene, it'd be the tax implications I'm, of even I'm one. I'm like the, uh, yeah, the Pancho tycoon. Yes, <laughs> the Pancho tycoon of uh, Austin. <laughs> That's how uh-huh. people know. When he's down on the border, you just watch CNN tonight. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll have an interview with Gene and it'll say Pancho Tycoon of Austin, it Texas. Will. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But coming in number one today, $51.99 from Sir Old IT Guy, which I'm guessing he's in that 50 to 60. Old IT Guy? Yeah. Holy shit. That's like half the people listening. Yeah. So that's the perfect name for listening to this <laughs> show. Great. Sir Old <laughs> IT Guy, fifty one ninety nine, And he says, unrelenting is growing on me so i mean like i said only 102 episodes it, we're just in. like mold it's like that first 100 episodes didn't take yeah now, 101 now, you know boom he's starting to get it yeah it's coming around and our buddy mm-hmm. weenie wawa came in with a ten dollars and 80 cents nice and i think that's a new monthly that is appreciated and uh, kevin seifert that's a five dollar monthly that is appreciated and of course the four dollars and fifty cents in uh the bitcoin money the bitcoins yes yes the, the the bitcoin must be going up a little because it's down it's ten five zero zero today from csb mm-hmm. and uh he had no note yeah which you know we'll just point him at uh either his ex account where he has at csb right of course he had a note if it's a joke didn't you get that no the csb well, you think figured. csb ever donated without a note without a note no no, no. he says howdy, howdy comrades you would get a hold of him that's yeah. all well but should maybe should i do it in the elmo voice would that make him ha- oh god no 
Howdy, comrades Gene and Darren. Please make sure to follow CSB on X, formerly known as Twitter. That's just three simple letters to remember. CSB. Literally what I just said, man. Without even a prompt. You have it memorized. I have it memorized, yeah. Because he actually talks to me on on X, which is... Well, because now you're only on X. You're not on the Fediverse. I I tag you on X. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. when you need something retweeted, you tag me, yeah. I'm like, here, go to listen to them good old boys (laughs) show. Yeah. Don't forget to check out CSB's blog, though, at www.csb.lol. Mm-hmm. Yo, CSB. No, right. I mean, now that you're not on the Fediverse, I mean, the whole thing feels different. It is. Now that No I Agenda know. Social was locked up and Bemrose got fucked in the ass because nobody, Ariner didn't tell anybody he was going to limit posting. It's like, how about if you're going to fucking make all of these changes? What do you mean limit posting? He fucking turned posting off. So it's the, the what does that mean? You can't. You can no longer post messages. If you have that no agenda social account and you haven't moved, yeah. you can no longer yeah. post as no agenda social. But just like he fucking didn't tell anybody any I of this shit was just happening. Just took the whole thing down. No, it's been there because people still need to migrate out. But the fucking system sucks because I couldn't even transfer my fucking followers because this fucking server fucking melted fucking down and wouldn't let the fucking followers come off the fucking server. And then it takes 30 fucking days to fucking do it fucking again. And I'm like, so why? Ben, Ben gave me shit. He's like, dude, why didn't you transfer all your followers from there to my account? It's a good question. I'm like, ah, oh, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, I guess I could have. You I still mean, could, unless you deleted the account, although it may fail. And then you have yeah. to wait 30 days because he can't figure out how to reset the 30 day. You can only <laughs> move an account on Mastodon. This is a Mastodon thing. Yeah. You can only do it once every 30 days. And if that borks, then you have to wait 30 days, which seems like an eternity. Here's my thing with Mastodon is that I moved to Mastodon because my Twitter account got banned. Yes. And And you needed some place to go and spread your crazy theories. You know, I'm an extrovert. And so either I'm talking or I'm typing one or the other. Sometimes Sometimes both. both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do this and, show. I've heard both uh-huh, at the same yeah. time. And I've posted like four, four tweets while we're doing the show. And, uh, and that's the thing is like, that was a place to go and people started following me, but again, not really interacting all that much. But, um, the, the thing that I had to put up with that I didn't enjoy about Mastodon is the, the people. completely disproportionate amount of pro Nazi tweets. And I don't care if they're just doing it for funsies pushing or buttons. if, yeah, pushing button, doing whatever. Here's the thing. I just like, there's a reason I don't go to comedy clubs because most comedians suck. I don't need to waste any portion of my life on things that aren't interesting. And a lot of the people that post a lot of content on the Fediverse are not interesting. And I find that right now, after Musk took over and a whole shit ton of liberals left X, the they content's left Twitter, better. and they're not on X at all. One, they don't want to pay for a blue check mark, and and two, they well, hate wait, Elon wait. Musk, and therefore they don't want to be on his platform. Right. And not only that, they they want it, but they don't want to pay for it, and then they can't right. even wrap their brains around mm-hmm. what little amount it is to get it. These fucking yeah. multi-millionaires, sometimes billionaires. Yeah, and the only reason they got it before was because of their political views. And that, that literally was the only reason. And so right now, I actually kind of feel like X is a cleaner platform to be on. That doesn't that doesn't have all the 
all the people that I need to keep constantly banning the way that I did on uh, Mastodon. So you're saying less liberals, more moderation, better content. I don't even know if there's more moderations. There's definitely less liberals. And, and if you, you can click to limit your views to only people with blue check marks or I guess they're not even blue. You can get other color check marks if you give even more money. Um, so it's just a variable sliding scale. So you're like, I want the diamond check, check mark, mark, please. I want, I want the gold check mark. Yes. Give me the platinum check mark. China, China uh, but can't I get think gold. that works well because it, it is a way to have a choice of who you're going to be exposed to. And, and I think that's a good thing because um, the idea of the Fediverse was a good idea. Unfortunately, the majority of the people that adopted it were not the people that I care to partake of their content. And I it's, am intrigued. It's mostly, it's, you know, the, the number of people that would be on board with no agenda types of politics is a tiny, tiny fraction of the people that are on the Fediverse. The vast majority of people on the Fediverse are either ultra liberal or they really enjoy Nazi content. That's the two biggest groups. Well, and what about this? This is new, this whole communities thing within, which kind of makes X right. a lot more like the Fediverse, no agenda social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can get your group of like-minded exactly. folks. This is very similar to being on a local server that only you can see these folks and you can just yeah. go down that yeah. timeline. Well, and that's exactly what it is. So if you want to be in a community, you have to be allowed to be let into the community. Oh, and right now, horrible. CSB is in charge of the no agenda community. Oh, this is a good one then. That's why I'm happy and, you and, and I are there. And it's probably better that he's in charge because if he wouldn't have started it, I probably would have started it two weeks later. And you, let you can guarantee in? that a lot fewer people would be allowed in. Instead if of I was 154, it. it'd be like three. It, yeah, well, it'd be more than three, but it'd probably be about seven. Because uh, something that I've, I've said to a number of people as far as any organization that I run, uh, we start off by me firing everybody. Right. And then I, will, I selectively rehire people back based on uh, you know, what, what I see them do and what they're going to commit to doing. But you have to start off. And this is, this is my problem with Trump. He did not do this. When he came into office, yeah, he didn't he clean the swamp. Have, yeah, because I literally cleared the, sl- the swamp in a lot of companies, and he should have done that in the U.S. government by getting into that position, and he failed to do that, and that's why I don't think he's very good at being president. He's very good at campaigning. He's very good at getting people motivated, but I mean, when you see Trump side by side with Vivek Ramaswamy, uh. And I, I know people are always, it's a Vivek. Yeah, well, right, you know what? Kate. Maybe maybe Vivek should spell his name with an I then instead of an E if he wants it pronounced that way. Name should wow. be phonetic. Wow, so racist. I changed my Indian name people? to be phonetic. He can do the same. And so uh, Trump didn't do that. But when you listen to them side by side, Trump talks about how things are horrible right now and things are going to be great. They're going to be the best ever. And that's where it stops. And Vivek talks about what the problem is right now and then what his solution is to change that, fired the entirety of the FBI, and then talks about the end result. It's like it's a much more clear, business-minded, 
here's the problem. Here's the plan to address it. Here's how we will know whether or not the plan worked, because here's the end condition we're trying to hit. I wish, I really do wish Trump would have done that in his first term. I don't have a whole lot of confidence he would do that in his second term. Well, because the and second term is going to be the about Democrats retribution. Democrats are not going to let him win. Well, they're going to do everything that they can because their fear would be if he gets in, they're all screwed. Because yeah, they know. Which is, I think, a misguided fear because he's not going to do anything again. Well, he can only do but, so much because there are so. When things are so deep rooted, it's very mm-hmm. hard. And he only has four years. People are like, four years is a long, long, long time. It's like, it's no. not. It is no. not that long of a time. I mean, remember January 6th and be like, oh, shit, that's almost four years now. It yep. doesn't, you know, it's like this stuff, the legal system moves well, it so seems slow. seems like not very long time, but a lot of people that went to January 6th are sitting in prison for the next 20. They feel like it's a long time. I mean, when you're just sitting yeah. in a jail cell, your time uh, is going to feel like it's going a little, unless you have TikTok. Then you're probably, just, you, probably yeah. you know, a lot of millennials would probably be like, or Zoom or Zers, whatever they are now, probably be like, oh, well, do I wait, jail? I get, can I, do I keep my phone? Oh, mm-hmm. well, that seems okay. Well, they, they don't, but yes. I know. Well, see, yeah. that should be it. That should, you want to really scare the you think hell out of these kids? You think phones the prison population to the point where they just don't want to leave? No, but I'm thinking if you actually would put these people in jail and they'd be like, wait, I don't get my phone. Mm-hmm. imagine that if you could really do that with half of these uh, children that are problems yeah where you're like well you just literally will not have your phone for a month two months six months they might get in line because they're so afraid mm-hmm. to not be connected that's true yeah, there's something to be said for that no says biden will win by at least 600 million certified votes we'll see mm-hmm. gene's Could going be- down to the border so will he be back next week or will he be from a, a jail cell? Where would that be somewhere in Laredo or what if you get captured and they take you to Mexico? Mm, could happen. People are like, wait, can we donate for this? <laughs> then it'll be could on the happen. it'll be on the Mexican news. The How do you say if, Pancho guy in uh, in Mexican? Um, in, in Mexican. Yeah. I mean, that would be on the Mexican uh, news. Well, I mean, I think Pancho is actually Pancho. Damn. But <laughs> Pancho Senior. Uh, Pancho Hombre? Yeah, Pancho Hombre. There you go. <laughs> Gene will be on Mexican radio. Uh-huh. Yeah. El, El Jefe de Pancho? <laughs> El Jefe de Pancho! Yeah, I like it. Oh, uh, it's funny. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yes, leave it, leave it up to an American dude to become the Pancho King of Mexico. <laughs> 